0: welcome to why haven't you seen this a new movie podcast by me emily barton Uh, it's a podcast for film lovers to discover new hidden gems and underrated movies that might have fallen through the cracks so i'm hoping that people who check out this podcast will learn something new will discover a new movie we'll be talking about why we love it basically and uh, what potentially why you haven't have seen it and hopefully we'll introduce you to some great new films so we're going to start off I'm being joined by Eva Barry. Hello. And we're going to start off with your sister's sister from 2011. Yes. And this is a not a brand new film. Um uh, and I chose it because it is one of my favorite under the radar little independent movies so just giving you a really quick background to the film if you are kind of brand new to you or you're kind of thinking your sister, sister never even heard of it what are you talking about <laughs> so it's a small little film that came out in 2011 uh, directed by lynn shelton it's an american comedy drama and it came out in the toronto film festival in 2011 a tiny, tiny film, tiny budget. I think they spent 125,000 on it and it made 3 million. So uh, it's, it is it is easily one of those films that, that slipped through the cracks and that people haven't seen and it's definitely worth one worth watching. So, and I'll tell you why. It follows a woman called Iris who's played by the lovely Emily Blunt. Uh, who invites her best friend Jack, played by Mark Duplass, who is struggling emotionally a year after the passing of his brother. So Iris is inviting Jack to her family remote cabin, and Jack basically has some drunken <laughs> encounter with Iris's lesbian sister, played by Rosemary DeWitt. And it basically the film unfolds, leading to some interesting revelations and developments in all three of their lives. So it's very much like zooming in mm-hmm. on these three characters so Eva what did you think first off yeah
1: like I hadn't seen this film before and when you asked me to watch it I looked it up and I thought why haven't I seen this it's got loads of people in it who I really like um, and like the director Lynn Shelton's really really interesting she's done some really cool stuff um, I really really enjoyed it it's like it's like a perfect kind of one and a half hour long film that has loads of depth you know there's so much to it but it's got a really like a lovely script a very simple idea behind it I believe there's a lot of improvisation which we can probably get into in a bit um the characters feel like there's loads of depth to them so yeah it's great it's just like
0: it, it's a really kind of compelling film even though it's quite light in some ways and dark in other ways I know I love that about it it's a real kind of deep dive into like these three characters like it's it's not bells and whistles and it doesn't mm. need to and it's it's kind of simplicity done really really well um and and you've got I suppose what makes it even better is you've got these really really strong actors who are at the center of it really really important and actors who are really really good at improvising and ad-libbing and that's kind of at the heart of why this film is so good because there's just this like really nice natural energy to it like it's not overly scripted for a small independent film as well there's just a kind of an element of you know it, it's polished but it's simple and you can relate to it as a normal person it's not like the big Hollywood blockbuster movies that we're all used to it's very much focused on story and on character and you have these really strong actors who are kind of leading leading the charge in it and I love that Mark Duplass. I'm a big fan of Mark Duplass. He's amazing. Yeah, he's so yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, I actually first discovered him. This was the first thing I saw him in. Yeah. Um. But then he went. He went on to do the league. Yeah. Um, or should I, I say? I actually, haven't
1: seen that's a, that's a TV series. It's isn't a it? TV series. Yeah.
0: It's on Netflix or it was on Netflix the last time I checked. The whole six seasons. Actually, he was doing the league before this film came out. I think the league started in 2009, and it's just so much fun. It's about a group of friends who have this like fantasy f- football league uh, <laughs> with like very very distinct characters in yeah. it um and his 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 wife is also one of the characters in that his wife in real life and it's just i i love it so much and i love his style i love his dry wit and um and and so when i had seen this and then i watched the league and then i started discovering all the other stuff that he's doing and yeah. has done and his brother is also a director J. jay de Blas, yeah jay de Blas, who's really really cool so uh yeah he do- he's done a load of really really cool stuff and he just has a very distinct kind of a personality and a style uh, i think another film he did there recently safety not guaranteed did you see that one? Oh
1: no actually i like i've seen half of that film it's on my my netflix list of you must continue watching this for whatever whatever reason i wasn't able to and he's quite he's like a much more like uh he's again a weird character he yeah. likes playing weird characters but he's even weirder than he is in some other films although he's very weird in the film Creep and yeah I must go back and watch that it's got Aubrey Plaza in it as well from um, Parks and Recreation I think I was a bit nervous about watching because I'm not a massive fan of Aubrey Um, is it Audrey or Audrey? Aubrey Aubrey Great, Craig I was right um, I was a bit nervous about watching it because I'm not a big fan of Aubrey Plaza and Parks and Recreation and I was a bit like oh but she's actually very good in Safety Not Guaranteed so I shall watch the, the other yeah. half of that she, she's a funny character
0: because some of the stuff she does I'm the same I don't warm to her yeah. at all I don't get her but then certain things like just suits her personality and her style yeah. I actually really like the to-do list I don't know if you saw that no, one. it was on Netflix for like a really short period of time Yeah, but, like it was set in the 90s so it was one of those like highly stylized movies which mm-hmm. I absolutely love we'll have to do a whole other episode on the to do list, exactly, cause it's, yeah. like, it's, it's got a really good cast, it's so so funny, and it's like it's one of the few films that I actually love Aubrey Plaza. And I wow. just think it's yeah, it's like her on on top of her game, yeah. But anyway, coming back to your sister's sister, um, I so I came, watched this uh, when it came out. There was a special film screening in uh Cineworld, mm-hmm. and it was like uh, I think it was Movie Fest, so used to do these like movie back to back movie fe- festival, literally. What you, I think you watched, we watched three movies a day over two days so like total movie freaks like myself uh, who are perfectly happy to give away an entire weekend to just watching movies and this was one of the and it was all surprise movies we had no idea and they were all independent movies Um, and this was one of the films and it just you know i don't want to i don't want to talk too much and give too much away about this story because you know i w- i hope that people will check this out and will watch it and get something from it but what's really really nice about it is the simplicity of it so it's re- these three characters in in a cabin in the woods albeit not in a way. <laughs> yeah not in a like horrifying way <laughs> unlike or... usual yeah and it's you know the nature around them kind of plays a little bit of a, a part there's there's definitely like an isolation that's mm-hmm. going on for all of them they're all going through uh, this period of transition as I say Jack who Mark Duplass plays his brother died a year previous and the film opens with a memorial kind of get together of the brother's friends and you can tell that his character is still struggling along with with that and uh, and trying to figure things out and seems to be very much out of society like he's he's not working at the moment and you know he rides a bike he doesn't drive a car you know he seems to be a bit down and out as well on top of everything else and Emily Blunt uh, who plays Iris went out with his brother so that's how they're friends and and now they're they're, they are they're really close they're best friends and Iris is really concerned about Jack and so she recommends he go to stay in her father's cabin for uh, a couple of days just to try to as she says just to be just to be don't do anything don't just 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 do nothing there's no tv there's no internet nothing it's just peace and quiet so he kind of reluctantly agrees to go out um and little beknownst to him he bumps into her sister who happens to be out there getting over a breakup Mm -hmm. and she's played by Rosemary DeWitt who I just think is a really interesting actress yeah she's a solid a solid actress like
1: she was in La La Land I think that was one one of the last things I saw her in and which felt like a really big film for her you kind of forget she's she's always tipping away in good in good films but I wonder has she like actually been able to like should she be bigger than she is, and that like I feel like if you go to a lot of films, you kind of will have seen her. But she's not at, like the stratospheric high e level of Hollywood or whatever. But she's like such a quality actress.
0: Yeah, I I feel like though she's she's got a very specific style, which mm. is kind of understated, and I True. don't know that there's necessarily lots of big meaty roles for her. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's people like Lynn Shelton and Mark Duplass, and they're kind of ilk of writers that. Yeah. You know her kind of her style suits um i'm not entirely sure actually if she does much writing herself when i was doing some research i could only kind of find stuff that she's acted in um, she was in the odd life of timothy green as well and uh, rachel getting married yes yeah which is one of her bigger ones and like one of yeah her bigger ones and that's like it definitely seems to be her style but I, I like that i would expect to have seen her in a little bit more Yeah, like she hasn't done a huge amount of um big roles but she's a really good she's she's an actress with substance which totally kind of like, and really unique because when i again when i saw this the only actor i knew was emily blunt i hadn't seen mark yeah. the before yeah. i actually hadn't seen rosemary with in anything um and for a lot of people that can be off-putting i mean big movies are you know they bank they use their actors to get people into the, into the into yeah. the sc- cinemas and into the screens and for a lot of people it's sort of who's in it I, I, that depends on whether they watch it um, and so Emily Blunt was the only one now I when I went to see this I was it was a surprise screening so it didn't really matter from my point of view but the fact that it was the story is focused on th- these three characters and yeah and, and like me you have a really short attention like everybody these days yeah <laughs> like, you're, you're like, like checking your days. Twitter account in yeah, the middle of it like, like. <laughs> get on with the story already uh, whereas this it doesn't it's you're immediately like within the first 15 minutes of the film you're in it and all of a sudden stuff's going down
1: things exactly. are happening yeah and I felt like at the very I start like the opening scene is like you were saying where they're talking about Tom the brother who passed away and I felt like that was the scene that had the most um independent movie feel about it like you know you could tell that like all the people sitting around are like friends of the director or friends of the actors and it was a really it was a nice feel but I was like where is it going to go from here you know and I thought that like you said like they developed the characters really really well and The key, I think, for me that made it so enjoyable was that the sisterly relationship really felt like they were having conversations and talking to each other and dealing with each other. How I would talk to my sisters in that, like, you love them one second and you could be at each other's throats in the second after and then back to loving each other. And no matter what happens, no matter how kind of, you know, uh, you might get at each other for whatever stupid reason, like the sisterly love is there. And I thought that is really hard. Like that kind of chemistry is kind of hard for actors sometimes to get because the familial love is kind of different to like romantic love or whatever you know um so I thought that was really really well done so you care really deeply about all of them and you care about Mark Twoplast's character because he's such a mess but he's clearly a good guy which is kind of the key with him I think a lot of the times that he's like this everyman who's like this normal flawed character but you kind of root for him so like the fact that in an hour and a half you could make people see, like, the full kind of interior lives of these characters, you know, within a few scenes is like a really, a mark, I think, of really good. Um, really good actors and really good director and writer because like Lynn Chilton wrote the film as well didn't she yes. as well um, and were you were you saying to me before we started recording like a, that a lot of it is improvised or how did they kind of work the improv within the scenes like do we know what
0: percentage of their scenes or whatever were improv no I mean all of the research was saying that it was it's mostly improvised yeah. like they had a general script I mean the whole film was shot in 12 days uh, Rachel, wow. Rachel Weiss was actually supposed to play Rosemary DeWitt's character the sister Hannah the lesbian sister Hannah but she had to pull out three days beforehand wow. so Rosemary was kind of I think Rosemary was a, <laughs> and Lynn were oh like God. buddies and she was pulled in to do it um, with very very short notice so like that I think they kind of had sort of the base basic basic storyline but a lot of it would add ad-libbed Mark de Blas would be very comfortable within that yeah. anyway it's kind of a little bit of that sort of Comedia dell'arte style of like this is the general gist of what's happening yeah. but like just just be natural and I, I think to your point like it's you feel very quickly the, the connection between the two sisters is so natural and so normal and like I can relate to my relationship with my own sister yeah. and you know that thing that you know where she sort of in the middle of the night she kind of jumps into the bed next to her and yeah. is asking for counsel and um, just even the way that they re- react and respond together is so natural like it does just feel like you're sitting at the table when they're mm-hmm. sitting around the table you feel like you're sitting there and you're just having there's a normal conversation but the story is constantly moving along yeah and I thought there was absolute gems where you know a certain situation has happened which I'm not going to give away <laughs> spoiler alert spoiler alert um, certain situations happened and when there's sort of there's conversation around it and Iris isn't aware of what's going on there's like these cuts to mark duplass's character and just the facial expressions in between like the timing of the shots is just so bang on and yeah. it just keeps it moving and keeps the pace going which I think with some independent movies sometimes it drops and you, it kind of loses focus yeah whereas this kind of just keeps the pace all the time it keeps it keeps the story moving forward but just in like a really interesting way that you know you feel like you're relating to the characters and you want to know how this is all <laughs> going to work out and unfold
1: yeah and I think like you know if you're improvising uh whether it's kind of comedic kind of improv or otherwise like you ha- they have to do this this job where everything they talk about provides more of an insight into the character and helps move the plot along a little bit and like i mean i'm not an actor i can only imagine that's really difficult but they totally do that like you can tell that conversation you are saying where they're all sitting around the kitchen table you can kind of tell it's improv because it's such a natural reactions and it feels so it feels like they're telling you like this is what my character is like and here's a little insight into how she grew up and here's an insight into this kind of thing and that like works so well they're not just like trading these kind of pithy lines they're giving you these little like winks about about people and then that helps you see like better into why they made their decisions and stuff like so you know that's great um and i and reading about um Lynn Shelton kind of you know I'd seen her name on different things but I hadn't really read too much about her and she's such an interesting director like her career is so interesting um do you want to chat a little bit about kind of like her background and kind of what she's done over the last little while well
0: she's done some like pretty eclectic movies uh, to be fair and uh she's actually got a a new one out i think with mark maron yes just coming so good. out swords of trust swords of trust yeah. um or sword which I, of trust sword, which i'm really looking forward to seeing So that's actually coming out this year she's yeah she's kind of done like really random films i suppose like i, I kind of feel like your sister sister is probably one of her more like for me anyway, sort of relatable because some yeah. of the stories she's done are sort of really out there and, and similarly, Mark Duplass, some of his movies, like you mentioned Creep yeah. <laughs> and um, what was the other one? Safety Not Guaranteed and Creep, yeah, Creep was, they made a second creep. Yeah, and I
1: think there's a third one coming a out. Stop. Yeah, yeah, which is, just bizarre but a lot obviously how character following. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, I mean I suppose Lynn I, I, I can't speak in, in massive detail to, to Lynn's kind of history and um but she has like she's worked with Mark Duplass before. So she she did a film called Hump Day with Mark Duplass uh back in two thousand and nine and then she went on to work at Rosemary Druid in twenty thirteen uh, a film called Touchy Feely. I'm gonna admit right now I haven't seen them. Yeah. They're on my list. Hump
1: Day Sounds, I remember when that came out, I haven't seen it, but I remember, you know, reading about it and thinking this sounds like, Humpaday sounds like a really bizarre film, but kind of interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. It's about, what,
0: two, two, two friends? The two friends who, they have a bet of, about making a porno uh, yeah. be- between two heterosexual friends. Yeah, um, two guys. Two yeah. guys. And so they they just, uh, yeah, they have a bet that they have to go through this. And it's sort of it unfolds this uh, back and forth between who's this Big Spoon, who's a little spoon?
1: Yeah, like or big fork and little
0: fork, something like that. Like, they're
1: all very, um, it, they improv loads of it, and you know, it's like, and it sounds like for the time it came out, you know, quite a like, I don't know, quite a far ahead of its time kind of film. Like, she's you know, exploring men and sexuality and masculinity and all this sort of stuff, in like, but through a comedic lens, so it sounds. Sounds fascinating. Um, and she I read a, a couple of interviews with her and she's really interesting in that I think it was that she heard she saw Claire Denis talking about when she um started her directing career and she directed her first feature film at 40. And I think Lynn Shelton was like in her 30s at the time and thought, oh, well, I still have time to do like my first feature film. But she's someone who's done loads of TV and that she because she's done a lot of TV and directed a lot of Uh, TV episodes I think at the start she was saying she did it to make money so that she could make her films and then she realised the more TV she directed the better she was at directing her films and I thought that was a really cool way to look at it that like she kind of went from going I'm going to do this to get a job to oh yeah hang on my films are really good when I actually apply myself to the TV shows that I work on yeah because
0: she's directed some like
1: pretty cool TV shows
0: did she direct some Mad Men?
1: yeah I think she had one episode of Mad Men and she did stuff like um, Fresh Off the Boat Master of nun um Marin, which is presumably where oh. she met mark Marin. Yes. um so like she's done a lot of really big shows so yes. i suppose you must learn a huge amount about how to like Compress all of this drama and stuff into like you know ninety, not even ninety minutes, sixty minutes or whatever, or thirty minutes if you're doing TV.
0: Yeah, and she does it really, really effectively, and that's that's something that there's two two really big fundamental things that I absolutely love in filmmaking, and um, and you see it with Lynn and in this film. I suppose the two is the improvisation piece. That one is the improvisation piece. So. Um, some of the best scenes in film history were improvised and like I've been watching a lot of Jack Nicholson movies amazing. and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is probably one of my all time favourite movies and so many they're like really amazing shots in that were improvised like the scene where he's being brought in and he uh, kisses the other guard he was supposed to kiss one guard and he kissed the other and the other guard was caught off guard and nearly decked him oh my but like gosh. he did a lot of that kind of stuff yeah. and so for me, actually allowing actors to have the freedom to just play with it, especially when they're actors that they kind of know what they're doing. And like that, Mark Duplass is really, really good at that and he's re- it's, it comes natural to him. Mm-hmm. That is probably why I think this film is as good as it is because of that kind of freedom to improvise. I think if it was very stuck to script, it probably would have been... a maybe it might have fallen flat a little bit maybe not yeah, wouldn't have connected to it it could have been a bit I think you know
1: a film like this has the potential to be cliched and the potential to be like a you know a romantic comedy or like a dramatic romantic comedy um and be a bit cliched but they totally avoid all the cliche by doing what you're saying there by being more naturalistic by having the kind of conversations real people in real life have rather than the
0: conversations people have in rom-coms or whatever you know yeah exactly i i absolutely love it so improvisation i think is a big thing for me and and it's something it's a theme that i've noticed as i've been watching movies and then like especially movies that i love and i'm reading up about them and i'm like the things that like those kind of moments in films that like just jump out at you and you just think that's genius there's no way that that was in the screenplay you know it's just I just find that really, really cool. And I suppose the other thing then is like using the same like movie directors and writers who use the same friends or Mm -hmm. you know the same kind of entourage of actors where there's a really strong relationship like obviously the most obvious top level one is like Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro and that kind of stuff but I think like it's very evident when you have a director who's working with the same posse and there might be for multiple reasons why they're doing that but generally speaking you do I think get a much better product out of them because they have a there's clearly a really strong connection there's a meeting of minds and I think when you don't have as much conflict then I don't know I think maybe it, it it's conducive to creating something really really great and we kind of keep collaborating yeah. with the same people and they all seem to have like a really similar style
1: yeah and they know how to get the best out of each other so if you are Lynn Shelton and you've worked at Mark Duplass before you know exactly like when he's at his best and you know how to challenge him or you know how when to let him go and kind of do his thing because like he does strike me as the kind of actor who like he'll just kind of go wherever he wants to go with things and maybe kind of push his co-stars a little bit. I kind of got the feeling from some of the reactions he was getting from Emily Blunt when she was laughing at things he said that was really genuine, like she did not know what was going to come out of his mouth. And I think like a good a good director knows, I suppose, when, when they've worked with somebody a lot, that they can do that
0: yeah I absolutely love that I mean like for me those are like two really really strong ingredients like look sometimes I'm sure a lot of people will be screaming going what are you talking about you know nothing <laughs> but that's just an observation for me that I've noticed I mean of course there's lots of amazing films that are made with great actors and they've never worked yeah, before or since but it's just something I really like and I love that sense of kind of community and collaboration as well and that it's kind of people being drawn to each other because they have a similar style or a vision or like that they kind of know that what they're going to get out of them is exactly what they want or, or like that by using somebody like Mark Duplass they're going to get more for what they even whatever the vision in their head is they're probably going to get more out of completely out of it than what they could imagine themselves yeah so I kind of really really love that so yeah I mean look this is this for me is one of those absolute gems of, of an independent film so I really hope people will go and check it out I mean th- these films are relatively easy to Ob- obtain online yeah like well I bought mine on iTunes <laughs> um, yes yes uh, all legally streamed
1: <laughs> Um yeah it's like €2.99 two if you want to buy it and watch it on YouTube and yeah. I think that's the joy as well like you're saying of those indie films that like they're very easy to access if they're you know if you can buy it on, on iTunes or whatever you know okay, the money probably 99% of it's probably going to YouTube or whatever but you're hoping a few quid <laughs> goes, to, uh, goes to somebody behind it and it just makes like you know independent film Accessible to you, so you're not just watching whatever is kind of coming out in the cinema, particularly if films like this. They might like be at TIFF or something, but they might never really have come to the cinema in Ireland, or they might have only screened at a at a festival or something. So, I like and and also all the um the examples of kind of other suggested films that come up on the side gives you more stuff that you wanna watch as well. So yeah, which I absolutely love that. So
0: and it is one of those things of if you watch this and you like it, there will be other suggested movies. but but you don't have to even go that far because I'm gonna lash loads (laughs) out through this podcast (laughs) of loads of really great movies worth watching. So I hope that this has inspired people to go out and check out Your Sister's Sister it is so good it's a really nice one my my boyfriend and I watched it on a Sunday evening Perfect. Monday blues it it perked me up and it set me to bed in, in, in good form And it's, it's just a really nice cosy one to watch so hopefully people will check it out and Aoife hopefully you will join me again to talk more absolutely. movies absolutely my pleasure this was a really good one
1: to, uh, to start off with as well so it, it kind of made me appreciate all the people involved even more so I think that's always a really good sign it was great really great film Why why? Why haven't you seen this? Why? Oh, why? Why
0: haven't you seen this? Why? Oh, why? Why haven't you seen this? Why? Oh, why? Why haven't you seen this? Why, oh why, why